Hey, what's going on, everybody? It is Two Beards Talking. I am Daniel Sanders. And I am Matt Lasseter for now. For now? I might change my name. To what? Azekiel D. Whiteman. Jesus Christ. <laughs> it's going to be my new name. Jesus Christ. It's it's a safer name these days. You don't want to change your name to Turd Ferguson? No, I do not want to be Turd Ferguson. But I'd call you Turd Ferguson. <laughs> hey, where did my podium go? <laughs> <laughs> Turd Ferguson, you wrote, and your podium's gone. <laughs> <laughs> no, wait, that was Nicolas Cage. Yeah, that was Nicolas Cage. I don't Cage. know where it went. I'm confused. Yeah, Turd Ferguson, they were, he was like, uh, he was like, don't bother, didn't write anything else. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Good job. Turd Ferguson, yeah, I didn't write anything. Good job. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, fucking love that shit. Was that not Norm Macdonald? It was. Dude, that was I Norm Macdonald. Fucking Donald. love Norm Macdonald. You had uh, you had Norm Macdonald uh, as uh, Burt Reynolds slash Turd Ferguson. Um, ben Stiller as Tom Cruise. Yeah, that was awesome. Dude, I don't, I can't remember who they got to play Sean Connery. I cannot remember his name, but he is fucking spot on. And I can't remember who they got to play Robin Williams, but he uh, was, Jimmy Fallon. Dude, he killed it. Like, oh my God. Yeah, it was Jimmy Fallon as uh, Robin Williams, and he also did uh, Adam Sandler. And, Which uh, makes sense, because they're friends. Yeah. Um, shit, who was uh Hillary Swank. Jimmy Fallon also did Hillary Swank. So true. <laughs> oh, man. We got that. We, we got on that Travit Rail. Travit Rail. <laughs> Fuck. Oh, those Fucking Trabbit rails. Killed a Trabbit. Killed a Trabbit. Yeah, so you want to try wording that again? Those rabbit trails. Boom. Yeah, I can word. <coughs> oh. Microsoft Word. I write letters and shit, yo. Oh, old Samuel Danders over there. <laughs> oh, Jesus. So as we always like to do at the start of every show when we don't get on a rabbit trail... We want to give a big shout out to the troops out there, to the men and women serving overseas and on the home front. We appreciate everything y'all are doing for us. Keep up the good work and come home safe. We're all rooting for you here back home. Um, I guess if we're still pandemicking, then woohoo. Yeah, way to go, protesters. I mean, oh wait, they don't transmit the COVID. They only uh. Yeah, no, that's that's riot season. That's yeah, not yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah, but they don't get the COVID either. It's just the beachgoers. Yeah, yeah, it's the beachgoer and 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 the and the and the uh, Trump rally goers. Yeah, and and the Jewish people and the yeah, according to De Blasio. Yeah, yeah. anti-Semitic motherfucker. Those fucking anti-Semites, man. Fucking really, dude. I'm and I'm. I guarantee you, if you trace his lineage back somewhere, in his family was a fucking Nazi. I would not be surprised in the least bit. Yes, that was an ad hominem attack. <laughs> Come at me, bro. Come at us. <laughs> Canceled. Just not on me. That would, <laughs> that would be that, that that would be cause for an even bigger fight. Oh my god. Cancelled again. <laughs> Cancelled within thirty seconds. <laughs> Twice. <laughs> we're breaking records here. Let's do it. Let's go let's go for it. Let's go for the three peat. <laughs> I mean shit, we're gonna be in the Guinness Book of World Records. The, the podcast that got cancelled the most in one minute. <laughs> Break that, motherfuckers. Dude, Steven Crowder can't keep up with that one. Shit, now Steven Crowder is going to come after us. Hell yeah. I actually would not be against that. Come on, Crowder, bring it. Yeah. 
Yeah, I'll well, change your mind. Or just have us on the show because that'd be pretty cool. That would be pretty cool. Yeah. Huge fan. <laughs> I will change your mind. About nothing. <laughs> no, I can change his mind about something. Uh, boxers or briefs, maybe? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> he seems like a tidy whitey guy. I don't know why. I mean, you know, I, I, I prefer boxer briefs. I get the best of both worlds. I'm more of a commando kind of guy. Is that why it smells like fish in here? It's possible. <laughs> <laughs> Filet of fish, goddammit. Oh, Jesus Christ. You know what I miss? What's that? Completely off topic from Filet of fish, thank God. <laughs> I miss our Crybaby of the Week segment. We can bring that shit back. We need to bring that back. We have the capability. We need to bring that back. As a matter of fact, you know what? I'm going to put it out there to our listeners. Go on our Facebook page, Two Beards Talking. I'm going to put an announcement on there, so that way it'll stay up there. So make sure you check under the announcements and post your nomination for Crybaby of the Week. And don't just say, you know, this person because I don't like them. Give some valid reasons as to why you think they should be Crybaby of the Week. Yeah, it's got to be good. I mean, who's winning right now, Alyssa Milano or AOC? I think it, I, th- I think Alyssa's ahead by like two. Oh, okay. Well, yeah. uh, it, it's a close race. Well, AOC won her uh, primary, so we'll get more out of her. Oh yeah. Did you see the video that somebody made? I didn't. I didn't watch the video. I just saw the clip itself without audio. But someone uh, photoshopped a Hitler mustache on her face, and then I'm assuming uh, probably overdubbed it with like a speech from Hitler. I could see that. She 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 puts off that uh, female Hitler bob. She really does. And she actually <laughs> kind of looked like Hitler once they put the stash on there. Yeah, she's a little too brown. Well, I mean, you know, most of what we see of Hitler was in black and white. So how yeah. do we know that he didn't have a nice tan going on? He was a fucking German. They're notoriously super white. I've met some pretty tan fucking Germans. Yeah. From somebody who has actually been to Germany four times, mind you. Yeah, I don't. I don't. I've met some tan Germans. Yeah, I like America. I'm not gonna leave this one. Like, I'm just gonna stay right here in these borders. I actually really liked Germany. Germany was fucking sweet. Yeah. Except my first deployment, we're on our way back, and I was not of age yet to drink. But huh? Yeah, my first deployment, I was uh, I was 20 years old when we got back. Oh, when you got back here. Yeah, when we were coming back. Yeah. I was going to say, wait, you were in Germany. It literally doesn't matter. Yeah, so um, when, and th- and that's the thing about it, though, is we're still citizens of the United States. It doesn't matter where we're at. If we're there representing the United States, you know, repping, then we still have to follow our U.S. laws and guidelines and so on and so forth. Yeah, you didn't do the quotations, but I I saw the quotations in your brain. Yeah. So, uh, we land in Germany, and the battalion sergeant major goes up to the the front of the plane, and he gets on the little uh, intercom thing, and he says that, uh, you know, we're in Germany, we're coming home from Iraq, we have friends that we lost, we're going to drink in their honor. Doesn't matter if you're of age or not. 
We get inside, and the terminal is under construction. Everything is closed. There's one vendor with a cart set up inside the terminal. Got to be the only person in all of Germany that did not sell alcohol. <laughs> what are the odds? Yeah. <laughs> you get permission to drink underage, and you can't do it. Yeah, exactly. So we left Germany, and we had a layover in Bangor, Maine. And one of the first sergeants, or gunnery sergeants, I can't remember, he gets up and he gets on the hook, and he says, all right, guys, we're back in the U.S., age limits apply, two drink minimum, and the entire plane erupts. Woo! Yeah! And then he cuts everybody off. No, 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 I meant two drink limit, two drink limit. (laughs) (laughs) Now, 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 I have a funny story. About you, you, you bunch of Marines, uh, Navy buddy of mine. I already take offense to that. Was telling me that when he was in, he was in fucking Iceland for some reason. I'm not sure why, but uh, he said that a company of Marines came into Iceland and drank that fucker dry. There was no more beer in Iceland when they left. I would not be surprised in the least bit. And I said a company, not like, <laughs> it's not like it's 4,000 motherfuckers here. This is a finite group of people. I would not be surprised in the least bit. <laughs> but yeah, drank Iceland dry. I, again, would not be surprised. So, you know, way to go, Marines. Well, by God, anything worth doing is worth doing right. Hey, if you're going to be the best in combat, might as well be the best at drinking. Goddamn right. Now, <coughs> important, <of> stuff, <laughs> important stuff to talk about. Yay. Mr. and Ms. Smith. Ken and Karen. Ken and Karen Smith. That's what we will refer to them as. Otherwise known as, a.k.a. Elmer Fudd and Ms. Pugh. Ms. Pugh Pugh. Ms. Pugh Pugh. Who, who kind of resembles Carol fucking Baskin. She really does. Like... I bet she has sardine oil in her house and her husband needs to be worried. Yeah. Yeah. I would agree with that. Um, so, of course, we're talking about it. It's, they've already memed the shit out of it. it has, it's barely, it's been, what, 24, 48 hours? Maybe. Maybe. And they are already getting the shit memed out of themselves. So hard. They, yes. they turn the they, they turn the dude into a Pepe meme. Have you seen that one? No, I have not. Oh, hold on one second. I'll show you. Well, while you're pulling that up, I'll I'll give the overview. So I actually woke up this morning and... Uh, La Pepe. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> Don't touch my dockers. <laughs> oh, yeah. There you go. So this happened in St. Louis. Um and, of course, the media did not give the full story. Well, why would they? Of course. That's almost like it's their job or something. I know, right? So, the story starts off. You see a group of protesters. Somebody, somebody is filming from the street. group of protesters is moving down the street. And then you see Mr. and Ms. Smith, Elmer Fudd, and Lady Pew Pew standing outside of their house. Elmer Fudd is uh, holding his AR-15... Rambo style. Rambo style. I mean, like, he's holding it from the hip. He's getting ready to spray and pray with this bastard. Except for one problem. He's gripping the grip like a goddamn microphone, so his finger is nowhere near the trigger. 
It's not even in the place it should be if you have proper trigger discipline. I saw I saw at one point he was gripping it, and he did have his index finger indexed down the side of it. Yeah, and that's not the picture I keep seeing. So there was that, and then um, you know Carol Baskins is standing up there with her gun, and I don't I don't I don't. I don't even know how to begin to describe this. So imagine the upper portion of your arm between your elbow and your shoulder is parallel to the ground. Almost, uh, almost, not, almost, not, not parallel. It'd be perpendicular. Or perpendicular. There you go. And, well, no, no, it's parallel. No, parallel is flat. She's holding it like this. Well, no, but... I said the upper portion of your arm between ah, your elbow and your shoulder. Ah, that Pay part. attention. I don't listen a lot. Um... Almost like you're doing like the uh, salt bay thing. Yeah, yeah, the, the salt bay thing. But she's holding a pistol in her hand, and her booger hook is definitely on the bang switch. Yes, booger hook on the bang switch, doing the salt bay with a pistol in her hand. With, with literally at least conservative estimates, a hundred motherfuckers walking in front of her. Yes, so, and like one sneeze starts a riot. <laughs> and of course, like I said, the media, all they're reporting is a. White couple standing outside of their home, armed, watching, quote-unquote, peaceful protesters walk by. Yeah. Now, here's the thing about it. Here's the full story. Mr. and Ms. Smith, they live in a private neighborhood. Gated community. A gated community, private neighborhood. And these protesters went through a gate that was marked private property. No trespassing. No trespassing. There is a sign right on the other side of the gate on the street, right in front of where these people live, that says private street. There are also signs marked no private sidewalks, I believe. And you say go... No public sidewalks. Yeah, yeah, no public sidewalks. And you said went through a gate. No, they broke that fucker down. They didn't go through it. Going through it gives the impression that the gate was open. They just walked through it. The video that I saw, they were just walking through the gate. It didn't show that they broke it down. Oh, I will show you the picture of the gate. Well, while you're getting that pulled up. So either way, they broke into a private gated community. That having been said, I have to say, Mr. and Ms. Smith, even though they have zero weapons discipline of any kind whatsoever, they were well within their rights to be standing out there guarding their property. This is the gate. You didn't just walk through that. Oh, yeah. It's definitely torn down. Like, one's still standing. The other one's bent in half. Yeah. Yeah, it's definitely torn down for sure. Um, so, yeah, like I said, they were well within their rights. <clears throat> but, of course, the media is painting it as these were peaceful protesters and these people were just out there to cause problems. Now, <clears throat> granted... The whole reason they were in that community, um, I kind of side with them on that one. And I don't, I don't side with the breaking down the gate and shit like that, but the mayor of that city was live doxing people that wanted to defund the police. So, uh, can't do that. That's bad. That gets people murdered. Yeah, yeah, that was, you know, shame on the mayor for doing that. Absolutely. But uh, you also can't get pissed off when you see two people defending their home because the two people in question said that they saw armed suspect or armed people in the crowd. Well, I honestly can say I had not, uh, I had not heard this couple claim this, this couple's claims that they saw, uh, 
armed people in the crowd. I, of course, I would not be surprised. Yeah, well, uh, apparently it's only illegal to bring guns to a demonstration in Alabama. Everywhere else, it's fine. Apparently. Fucking shit. But, yeah, so uh, I got to say that if I'm at my house and it's in a gated community, there's no trespassing signs, you know, up. The gates are locked. They're closed. I'm having dinner with my family. And then I hear a ruckus. And I go check out the ruckus and see a whole bunch of motherfuckers. I'm probably going to get my gun, too. Yeah, well, you know, I'll take it a step further. You know, my house, I live in an open residential neighborhood. Truth. And if I see a group of freaking protesters come marching down the damn street, I'm still going to freaking get my damn gun and stand outside. Yeah, but at least you live on public roads. They have a little bit more of a reason to be there because yeah. the roads are public. But the public road is where they better keep their ass. But if you live in a gated community with no trespassing signs up, you expect a certain amount of no trespassing to happen. You don't expect people to just be, you know, strolling down your street after the gates are shut and locked and, you know, shouting things at the mayor because, you know, the mayor is uh, apparently dumb. But, uh, yeah, there was no reason for the mayor to do it. I don't know if it's a he or she, but either way, there was no reason for the mayor to do what they did, which caused all of this to happen in the first place. Uh, I, you know, I agree. Um, and I also, if, if I'm not mistaken, I think the mayor is a she. I didn't know. I mean, it's irrelevant. Male, male or female or it or it Apache be, helicopter or whatever you it could go be, by. It could be a Z or a Zer for all I know. Yeah. Fuck, I don't pronouns man well like i said you know even if you go by fucking apache helicopter it doesn't matter let's just do the marine corps thing and everybody gets their pronouns taken away this person you, yes. re- you refer to yourself as this person exactly and and fuck a pronoun nope no more yeah. he she none of that i me bullshit nope this person just we'll, we'll just start speaking in the third person this person wishes to get a drink shit like that Yes. The Marines got it right. Damn it. To an extent. <clears throat> hey, they took the pronouns. Well, they gave them back eventually. They should have never gave them back. That's why we're <laughs> that's why we are we damn you Marines, you gave the pronouns back. Now we are here. And that has to be one of my most favorite memes I've ever seen. It was Alec Guinness as Obi-Wan Kenobi. And at the top of it, it says, when you served in the military and somebody uses your first name. And then it shows him sitting there and he goes, that's a name I've not heard in a long time. Actually, I think my favorite one right now is the one with... uh, The one with Yoda? No, it's the one with Obi-Wan and Anakin. And uh, it was talking about, it was something about like police brutality or something. It was, I think I saw that. And it was one. like, wait, this whole operation was your idea. Talking about yep. the po- talking about the politicians. Yeah, I saw that one. <laughs> I think that's my favorite one right now. <laughs> I mean, as far as Star Wars memes go, my favorite one is Obi Wan and Yoda, and Obi Wan asks him, "Why do the movies go four, five, six, one, two, three? And then it jumps over to Yoda, and it goes, "In charge of scheduling, I was." Yeah, that one's pretty good, <laughs> and that makes a whole hell of a lot of sense. It really does. <laughs> oh man. 
Don't get me started on Star Wars. I could talk for hours. I so, could too. I mean, I fucking grew up on Star Wars. I love Star Wars. Uh, yeah. Um, this this new trilogy though kind of pissed me off. Well, I mean that's because Disney was in charge of it. I mean they didn't do bad, but it, they they fell to the the same problem that the other trilogy fell to: good cinematography, old actors dying, shit story, shit story, and old actors dying. Like, I mean. I get, spoiler alert, I get the killing Han, you know. I get why they did that. She was supposed to drive him further into the dark side. I get that whole yeah. thing. But, uh, you know, uh, it's just a shit story. I, I, I agree. Like, I, I called Ray being a Palpatine. I called that from the beginning. Fun fact for you. There has been one actor... Out of all nine of the films, there has been one actor who, it was the same actor playing the same character through all nine films. Can you tell me who it was? It was either R2-D2 or C-3PO. Negative. Oh, really? Which one was it? It was, um, what's his name? Uh, Ian McDiarmid, the guy that played Senator Palpatine. Oh, Emperor Palpatine. Uh Oh, okay. That's cool. Yep. I figured it would have been one of the droids. No, because um, in the second trilogy, one, two, and three, um, it, it was it was more um, CGI. Yeah, like they did they did have the actors. I was talking about the voice acting on that one. Yeah, but no, I'm talking about like actual in-person actor playing the same character through all of the films. Yeah. He did a good job. He did. He was a really good villain. Not as good as Darth Vader, because let's be honest, who are you more afraid of, Vader or fucking Palpatine? Yeah. Yeah, Yeah, he ain't as scary as Vader. Although, I mean, he did have the whole resurrection thing going on. Was it resurrection? It was clones. Well, no, Palpatine. He okay. So it wasn't resurrection in the sense of what we're thinking, but he was able to transfer his consciousness. Yeah, but it's still not resurrection. Kind of is. See, he basically went uh, altered carbon. <laughs> Jesus Christ! Why? You see, have you watched that show? No, no, I haven't. That's the basis behind that show is uh, rich people have enough money to do this. So yeah, no, no, I know, I know the premise behind it. Yeah. I just haven't seen it. <laughs> you know, when they die, they just transfer their consciousness to another body. So he basically went all altered carbon, or altered carbon went all Star Wars. I don't, fucking, I don't know. Well, I mean, you know, as far wars as, as far as Star Wars canon is concerned, um, you know, that whole thing about. Uh, the Sith learning how to transfer their consciousness and so on and so forth. I mean, that's been part of the Star Wars universe for years. The only thing that pisses me off about all these Star Wars movies is you never get to see a gray Jedi. Oh, man. Not true. Nah. Ray. Ray is a gray Jedi. No. Ray is a gray Jedi. That's why she has a yellow lightsaber. Nah. That's why she has a yellow lightsaber. I don't count her ass. That is why she has a yellow lightsaber. She used one dark side ability 
And she was like, oh, shit, better not do that again. That's, that is why she has a yellow lightsaber. Uh, she has the ability to use, whether or not she chooses to use said abilities is irrelevant. She has the power to use them. She well, is a gray Jedi. Every Jedi has the ability to use dark side powers. No, no, they yes, don't. Yes, yes, they do. It's they part don't. of the fucking force. They don't. So uh, every, because at one point, even Luke goes to the dark side. Yeah, it happens. In the books, yes. Yeah, he becomes a gray Jedi, but they never show a gray Jedi just like throwing down fucking force lightning, force choke, throw my lightsaber, catch that shit, Yoda spin, kill a motherfucker. I'm a bad son of a bitch. Well, according to the Star <laughs> Wars canon, the lightsaber throw and all that, like, that stuff, force push, that is all universal Jedi powers. Yeah, I know, but I'm, what I'm saying is you don't see a true gray Jedi you, harnessing both sides of the Force at the same time, equally good in both sides, and not being too good and not being too evil. You just don't see it. I mean, like I said, Rey used fucking Force Lightning once. She still did it. Well, good on her. Once. That is not a gray Jedi make. Yes, it does. No. It means that she went, Oops. You just don't want to admit it. No, I don't count it. I just don't. <laughs> because a gray Jedi does it all the time. She did it once. Well, we don't know that Ray's story is over. Disney may fuck around and try to make another trilogy about Ray. God, I hope not. Although her stunt double is a bad motherfucker. Holy shit. Have you seen this woman? I have not. There are videos of her on YouTube doing all the lightsaber forms and shit. At one point, you know what an aerial is, right? Yes. She does. She bends over, flips the lightsaber. It's basically a broom handle. Right. Around behind her back, throws that bitch, does an aerial, catches the motherfucker, and then does another little lightsaber. I was like, holy balls. She would beat my ass with a broomstick. I could have a gun and still get my ass kicked by this woman. Well, that's, and, and that's, you know, that's one thing I do like about a lot of the Star Wars actors. Um, and I'm talking about the actual actors, not even their stunt doubles. A lot of them learned how to do fucking shit with lightsabers. Yes. Like uh, Ewan McGregor, he was on uh, the Graham Norton show. Yeah. And Graham Norton has a lightsaber brought out to him, one of the FX series lightsabers, the, the, the ones good you ones. The actually do, like, real battle with. Yeah. And, you know, he hands it to uh, Ewan McGregor, and he powers it on, and then he starts freaking, like, flipping it around, and, like, he, yeah. he actually learned how to do some shit. Um, Ray Park, the guy that played Darth Maul. Oh, yeah. You know, he was already a badass to begin with. You know who they should have put in a fucking Star Wars movie? Fucking Michael Jawad. <laughs> Dude, uh, Dude, he's a badass martial artist. They already had Samuel L. Jackson. I mean, you can... You, yeah, but Samuel L. Jackson is not an accomplished martial artist. He's not an accomplished martial artist, but, I mean, he's the black guy that's in every movie. Yeah, but it should have been Michael Jai White for that one, because then, because, like... But then he wouldn't be the black guy that's in every movie. I mean, if you say, oh, what's that one? It's got that, uh, the black guy that's in all the movies. Oh, Samuel L. Jackson. Yeah, that guy. It could have been Lawrence Fishburne. And he's not in all those movies. <laughs> but what I'm saying, like, Michael Jai White, he, he would have been perfect for that, because he has the martial arts ability, he has the weapon skill, and he's a good actor. 
So, I'm sorry. I think that he should have played Mace yeah. motherfucking Windu. I don't know about good actor. Oh, he's a good actor. I don't know about good actor. Have you watched Blood and Bone? I've not watched Blood and Bone, but I did watch, uh, what was it, Exit Wounds? That was, was that Michael Jai White? That was Michael Jai White and Spawn. I am fact-checking you on Exit Wounds. I trust you on Spawn because I know that was him. Uh, yeah, Exit Wounds. That was Steven Seagal, DMX, and uh, yeah, and Michael Jai White. I am fact-checking that. You go right ahead and fact-check, but I'm sure of it because he was the one that played the cop that turned out to be the bad guy. I am looking into it now. Do, 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 do. Okay, full cast. Steven Seagal, DMX, Isaiah Washington. Oh, Michael Jai White. You were right. Thank you very much. I, but to my on, I haven't watched Exit Wounds in probably 10 years. I thank you. But yeah, Blood and Bone was a good movie. I may have to check that out. But yeah, you know, I'm just not a fan of his acting. Yeah, I mean, yeah, he is a badass. Don't get me wrong. He would fuck somebody up. I'm just not a fan of his acting. Yeah, my favorite part, my favorite thing about it is he was a martial artist first and then an actor. Well, so was Ray Park. Like, like that, though. And so was Jackie Chan. That's why I love, like, those in Jet Li. And Jet Li, yes. That's why I love the martial arts movies where you can go, okay, this guy's a legit martial artist because the the fights don't look like bullshit. Yeah. And you're like, that's a legit move that would legit fuck you up if he lands that. And you watch some of these other movies that don't have, like, actual martial... Like, I'm sorry, but The Matrix, Keanu Reeves is not a martial artist. Lawrence Fishburne was not a martial artist. No. They were just going through the motions. And, yeah, they made it look good, but it would have looked ten times better if it had been actual martial artist. I would come more near believing Keanu Reeves as John Wick than I would as Neo. Yeah, because that's... Because a lot of the stuff he did was all center axis relog, joint manipulation, stuff you would learn in the military. Yes. But that's that's super believable. Absolutely. But learning 17 disciplines of martial arts, no. Nobody knows that many. No. Not even not even Michael Jawat. He knows, I think he's like, I think he's got a black belt in four disciplines. Bruce Lee, I would say, he only would knew, have come the closest. He only knew but two. He only knew two, but he combined... For his Jeet Kune Do, he combined like Box- eight or nine. He combined boxing, uh, Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu, uh, some of the tenets of Kung Fu, uh, some of the tenets of Wing Chun, mm-hmm. uh, but I can't remember what else. But yeah, he combined a lot of shit. Uh, I think Greco-Roman wrestling was uh, one of them. Yeah, I believe so. Well. He was literally the first mixed martial artist. Yes. Like, literally. Like, everybody talks about how mixed martial arts is a thing. If it wasn't for Bruce Lee, you wouldn't have mixed martial arts. That's what Jeet Kune Do is. It's yes. A, it's a mixed martial art. Yes. Because I don't care who you are. I don't care what what your record is in the UFC. Boxers have the best hands. Absolutely. H- hands down. You're not going to outbox a boxer. But you can't outwrestle a wrestler. So... You take those two disciplines and put them together. Now you've got a semi-complete fighter. You've yes. got someone that can, that's got really good hands. And somebody that can grapple. And somebody that can grapple really well. All they're missing is the, the kicks. And, man, if you want to get some good kicks, taekwondo. And here's, here is, uh, that, that was another uh, tenet of Jeet Kune Do was taekwondo. Um, there, Chuck Norris was actually telling a story. Because Chuck Norris and Bruce Lee were friends. Yes. 
And uh, when it came down to, uh, I think it was Fist of Fury that uh, Chuck Norris was in, where they fought at the Coliseum. Yeah, I think that was it. Uh, you know, Bruce Lee called him up, and he wanted him to be in this movie. And at the time, Chuck Norris was a tournament fighter. Yeah. And he was the world karate champion at the time. He's a bad man. So, you know, they're talking about everything. If Chuck Norris asks him, well, you know, who gets to win the fight? And Bruce Lee says, well, I'm the star, so of course I'm going to win the fight. I mean, that's just how it goes. Chuck Norris joked around with him, and he said, no, you just want to be able to say you beat the world karate champion. <laughs> but at the time, Chuck or uh, Bruce Lee, he never did kicks above the waist. He never did kicks above the waist. And Chuck Norris said, you know, hey, that's all well and good, but it's one of those things that you need to learn in case you have to use it. Yeah, well, he learned from Ip Man. Yes. Which was Wing Chun, which is they don't kick above the waist. Right. In Wing Chun. It is all leg kicks. Now, they will attack your face aggressively with punches. Oh, hell yes. But they don't kick above the waist in that in that discipline. So, Chuck Norris actually taught Bruce Lee how to do kicks above the, do kicks above the waist. My, I think my favorite Chuck Norris Bruce Lee story was when uh, Chuck Norris was talking about the first time he ever worked out with Bruce Lee. He was like, you know, because Bruce was living in California. You know, Chuck lives in Texas. Right. And he was like, you know, hey, he's like, hey, come out to my house in California. He's like, since you're going to be in town, he's like, we'll work out together. And Chuck Norris was thinking, okay, work out, you know, sparring, blah, 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 you know. And he was like, I did not know what I was walking into. <laughs> he said, this man did the same kick for four hours straight. Oh, yeah. And and he's like, and he's like, Bruce, he's like, I get it. He's like, but like sparring, he's like, and Bruce Lee just looked at him. He's like, what's more deadly? Um, one man that knows a thousand kicks or a man that has practiced one kick a thousand times. And I was like, man, motherfucker, a point. He, yeah. You throw that same leg kick one time, you, you know it. You're not effective with it. You yeah. throw that same leg kick a thousand times, you're really effective with and, that leg kick. And that is why Bruce Lee achieved some of the feats that he did, like being able to <laughs> kick a hundred-pound sandbag that was hanging from a rope from the ceiling and make it slap the ceiling. Yeah, he, he was a bad dude. Uh I kind of wish that, you know, he hadn't died as soon as he did. I know. That sucks. Because for not just, it was a blow to the movie scene, like the the acting scene. Right. Because he, he, was, he was a decent actor. Yeah. Uh, but it was really a blow to the martial arts scene. And here's another fun fact that I learned about Bruce Lee. A lot of the movies that he was doing overseas... Uh, like before he did Enter, uh, Enter the Dragon and stuff like that. Yeah. Like uh, Chinese Connection movies like that. He was actually <coughs> providing a lot of the English dub for other actors. Yeah, like uh, I think Game of Death was one, but it didn't get released. Uh, Well, Game of Death, they were filming Game of Death when he died. Yeah, I don't think they ever finished that movie. And they didn't. Released. Um, that actually had Wilt Chamberlain in it. It did, and they actually do have the footage... That was supposed to be the finale where he's going through all the different levels of the building. And then he fights uh, Wilt Chamberlain in the end. And he's wearing the black and yellow jumper and all that stuff. Yeah. So we got way off track. Yeah, it happens. 
So, but I, so, well, just like you can talk Star Wars, I can talk Bruce Lee all day long. So, so back to Mr. and Mrs. Smith, or <laughs> I think we're done with Mr. and Mrs. Smith. You were we were talking yesterday about uh, Kentucky. Oh, the shooting in Kentucky. Yes, the shooting in Kentucky. You said you had more information on that. Yeah, so anyway, I can't remember the dude's name. And you know what? I'm not even going to say the dude's name because I don't want to give him any fucking infamy. But uh, he is technically a mass shooter. Uh, he was a Black Lives Matter activist. He had been arrested a couple times for being violent and rioting during Black Lives Matter protests. And... Uh, so they were all meeting at this park in uh, Louisville, Kentucky, and I cannot remember the name of the park for the life of me. But he was so violent that even the violent leftists there were like, mm, dude, you, you need to go. So he got kicked out. They were like, leave now. And he said, okay. So he turned and left. He got to the edge of the park. He fired two warning shots and then started firing indiscriminately into the crowd, hitting one person directly in the face. And then the crowd, there were some armed people there. They returned fire. They hit him in the leg. The cops arrested him. Well, they took him to the hospital. They were treated for his wounds, and he was arrested, and he's being tried for murder. That's... Okay, so the first thing I want to talk about, being so violent that the violent protesters there don't want you there. Yeah. I think. See, I watched uh, Tim Pool do a story. Uh, do a segment about this and he had a great analogy you've watched the uh batman the the batman trilogy with the nolan batman trilogy yeah yeah and you remember when two-face uh kidnapped that guy that gunman that was working for joker uh-huh. and he was like put he puts a gun to his head and he's like you know tell me where the joker is and batman swoops down and he's like he can't tell you anything this is the kind of people that the joker preys on the weak-minded same scenario right that's the people that the Democrats prey on, the weak-minded, the ones that already have mental problems. And then something happens, and they snap. And this was him snapping. I'm just still, like, we're, 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 we're going to have this protest, and it's, we're, we're, you know, I'm just, I'm, par- I'm paraphrasing, you know. We're, we're, we're going to riot and be violent, and uh, yeah, maybe we should get rid of this guy. Yeah, well, I don't know what he did to warrant getting kicked out, but it had to be pretty severe. Um, I mean, to me, that's like getting kicked out of Hitler's house for telling too many Jew jokes. Yeah, it it doesn't make a lot of sense. But he was he was he was asked to leave, and the thing about it is, is like he shot two rounds into the air. Well, as we know, gravity's a thing. Gravity is a thing. Whatever goes up must come down. So where did those go? Well. I mean, here's the thing about it. Depending upon what kind of round he was firing. Well, if he was your average leftist that knows nothing about guns, I'm calling ball ammo. Ball ammo, but I'm, I'm more referring to caliber. Uh, if you're your average leftist that knows nothing about guns, probably a 9mm. We'll say, we'll say he was using a 9mm. So... A nine millimeter is obviously lighter than a forty-five, so it's going to travel further. Yes, um, I'm saying with the effects of gravity, if he's firing straight in the air, might have gone 150, 200 yards in the air. Yeah, that was some hell of thunder. 
Yeah, if you're wondering what that sound was, that was God letting us know that he saw the bullet. Yes. He can confirm. (laughs) (laughs) And, okay, so 150, 200 yards in the air. So now that bullet is coming back down. It will reach terminal velocity. Yes, it will. And terminal velocity is faster than muzzle velocity. Uh, no. I'm pretty sure it is. Terminal velocity is not as fast as you think it is. It's... Oh. Let's see here. Terminal velocity uh, is only 120 miles per hour. All right. Now, take the muzzle velocity of a 150 grain (laughs) 9mm. Well, it could have been 115, but like I was... Or 115, I mean, yeah. But uh, my, my muzzle velocity is like... I can't remember what my muzzle velocity is. Yeah, but convert it to miles per hour. What's the standard muzzle velocity of 115? Well, that's what I'm saying. Take a 115 grain ball round, take the muzzle velocity, and find out what that is in miles per hour. I'm on it. You keep talking. Okay. So, let's just say, for argument's sake, you know, he fires them up and around. You know, even if terminal velocity is less than what the muzzle velocity is. It's still coming down with enough force that it will penetrate and kill. So, you know, like you said, he is technically a mass shooter. Oh, boy. You were like, I don't, yeah, you were way wrong. (laughs) The terminal velocity is 120 miles per hour. Okay. Muzzle velocity of a 115 grain bullet is 1,180 feet per second. That is 804 miles per hour. I'm not buying that. Somebody did the math wrong on that. <laughs> well, let's see what the conversion says, shall we? I'm not buying it. Some Somebody did the math wrong on that. I mean, there's a little literal converter, and you hit the convert button, and it tells you, yo, it's really fast. <laughs> <laughs> like, I, w- I could buy, like, okay, if a car is coming at me at 120 miles an hour, I could probably get out of the way. If a car is coming at me at 800 miles per hour, I'm not getting out of the way. Depends on how much distance there is between you and that car and how much time you have to react. But at any rate, terminal velocity, yeah, it's still going to kill you. Yes. Um, So, you know, like you said, he is technically, by definition, a mass shooter. Yes. uh, I don't know how many people were injured, but I know at least one died. At least one died. Uh, well, we know at least there was there was at least two. He, the one that was killed, and then him. Yeah, he was injured, but they don't really count his injuries or his possible death. In the actually, no, they started counting that. They have, which is fucking fine with me. Yeah. So we'll call it for what it. Yeah, he's technically a mass shooter. But my favorite, my my whole thing about this this is uh, when did the leftists start buying guns? I don't know, but Steven Crowder actually shared something. Um, I was reading it earlier on Facebook, and he'd made the comment that AR-15 is trending on Twitter again. Yeah. And since all of this has been going on, not even the protests, going all the way back to the start of the pandemic, people have been buying up guns left and right. And it's not just conservatives, it's liberals. And that's when they started buying guns. Now, the point I'm trying to make with that, do you remember a few months ago when the conservatives were standing on the 
courthouse steps or the government steps in Michigan, and they were all armed. You remember that? I think you're more referring to uh, Virginia. No, it, no. I mean, I know it happened in Michigan, but the one that caught everybody's attention in the news was Virginia. No, I'm talking about during when they were protesting the lockdowns. Oh, okay, I when got gotcha, you. They I were gotcha. protesting Whitmer's lockdowns. Yeah, I got gotcha. you. And all the the all the Republican conservative people showed up, and they had their AR-15s. They had their duty holsters on. There was probably more guns there than people. Right. How many people got shot? Zero. None. In Virginia, how many people got shot? Mm, let's see here. What's uh, what's less than one? Oh, yeah, zero. So nobody was shot. Okay, there was five shootings in five days in the Chaz. That was a place run by leftists. Okay. Um, there was a, a weekend ago was Chicago's deadliest weekend. Right. They Over 24 people were killed, 100 and some odd were shot. Father's Day weekend, yes. Father's Day weekend. All right, so you've got the Kentucky shooting. That's a thing that happened. That is. Uh, let's see what other shooting. There's, there's been more. There was more. Sh- well, there um, were shootings in New York, even shootings in New York. There were shootings in uh, Atlanta. Atlanta. Um, there was one. I want to say it was in California, or it may have been in Minneapolis. I don't, I don't remember, but it was one of the areas where the police pretty much just gave up. And withdrew from the area, and they were fucking. I mean, like, there's video of a fucking shootout between civilians on the damn street. Like, guys are walking down the street. One of them's got a freaking AK pistol. So basically, all these shootings are happening now, and it's the leftists doing it. So we don't have a gun problem, we have a Democrat problem, a leftist problem. So I think from now on, on the form that you have to fill out, on the background check, uh, for your are you a Democrat or a Republican? Yes, it should ask. <laughs> are you a Democrat or a Republican? Because chances are, if you're a Democrat, you're probably going to shoot somebody. Well, I wouldn't say that because I've actually met several Democrats. Um, you know, former co-host on this show, Donnie Jones. He he was a self-professed Democrat, and he was a two A supporter. Well, a lot of Democrats are two A supporters, but uh, also. They're the ones shooting people right now. They are. Um, but, I mean, you're you're talking about extremists. Yeah. That's pretty much the Democratic base. Well, I mean, that's, I mean, you know, that's, that's like saying all Muslims are terrorists. And <laughs> coming from me, that's not true. No, not all Muslims are terrorists. That is true. But not all, not all Democrats are, are left-wing extremists. Not all conservatives, not all Republicans are right-wing extremists. Yeah, but uh, I can count on two hands how many leftist shootings have happened in the past week. <laughs> how many right-wing shootings have happened in the past week? <coughs> None that I've heard of. Exactly. Well, we didn't get... And, you know, I, I'm, I, I'm kind of curious as to what the political leanings are, are of Mr. and Mrs. Smith. They had their guns drawn, ready to go. They vote Democrat or Republican. Uh, you know, they may, they, hey, you never know. They might be libertarian. No, based on the way they were holding those guns, they were Democrats. <laughs> I'm sorry. There's not, a, there's not a conservative or libertarian out there that holds a gun. Oh, that, that is not true. I've met several 
self-professed conservatives that don't know jack shit about how to hold a fucking gun properly, let alone how to even use one properly. Well, I can tell you this much. He wasn't going to hit shit <laughs> unless they were within critical threat range of 21 feet. If they were if they were 50 yards away from him, he wouldn't hit them. There was a hundred people there, and he'd have missed them all. You know, I can't. I cannot tell you the number of times <laughs> that I have gone out to the range, and I've seen guys wearing Trump shirts and MAGA hats with their, you know, fifteen hundred dollar AR fifteen rifle. Oh, well, chicken winging the shit out of it. Well, it was just like that day we went to the range, and the dude pulled up with a Barrett fifty cal and a. 416 upper and a scar and three AR-10s and four AR-15s. He had like $10,000 worth of guns and $3 worth of skill. No, he had, hell, the Barrett alone was worth about $10,000. So, um, yeah, he had, he had probably, okay. He had probably closer to about $20,000. So he had $20,000 worth of gun and $3 worth of skill. Yeah. So, I mean, don't buy a bunch of weapons. Just get really good with what you got. Yeah, you don't need a $1,500 AR-15. You need a $500 AR-15 and $1,000 worth of training. Yeah. So, oh, while we're on the subject of, you know, left just having guns now, um, Democrats, do me a favor. You're out there. You're buying guns. Go to the range. Before you put your ear pro on, shoot it once. See how loud that was? Now, can we pass the Hearing Conservation Act? (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> come on just one um, and, and, and especially if you happen to be dumb enough to have purchased an AR with a muzzle brake on it instead of your standard birdcage I'm really going to want you to pull the trigger on that one with no <laughs> hearing protection one time it, that's all it's going to take and then you're going to want to pass the Hearing Conservation Act I swear to God so just do that for me and then let me know your experiences. Uh, let me know how that tinnitus works out for you, because uh, trust me, it's a motherfucker. It is, and I've still got it. Uh, yeah, yeah. I made the mistake one time of shooting a fucking sixty millimeter mortar without hearing protection, just once. Yeah. And yeah, I'm 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 walking around doing the archer for the rest of my life. Mop, mop. I mean, well, see, I grew up in the South. We weren't, God, when me and Kurt were, what, 14, 15, or 16, we had our shotguns. We weren't told, hey, you need hearing protection before you go shoot that. No, we just went out in the backyard and shot shit. There will be times I'll just be sitting there, not doing anything, maybe playing a video game, and then I'll just get the, Yep. And I'm like, you motherfucker. Yep. <laughs> Tinnitus sucks. And, I mean, here's the thing about it. Yes, I'm all for the Hearing Conservation Act. Yes, I'm all for using proper safety equipment when handling and shooting firearms. I'm also for the idea of everybody, if you're going to have a firearm... Get training. Get training, but I'm for the idea of you need to know what this thing sounds like without hearing protection. Because here's the thing. When you go to Walmart and you carry your gun, do you wear hearing protection? Nope. No, I do not. Nobody does. Yeah, and, and he has a good point. Uh, if you don't, and if you don't know what it sounds like, you're gonna anticipate. Well, not only are you going to anticipate, but it's it's similar to, especially if you're indoors. Oh my god, uh, or very close to a wall. 
it's similar to the effect of a uh, banger going off, a yeah. bang grenade. A concussion grenade? A con- yeah, concussion grenade. Yeah. It will disorientate you. Well, luckily for most people, if you ever have to draw your weapon, say in like Walmart or the gas station or something, you're going to have what like Ross alluded to a couple of weeks ago, auditory exclusion. Yeah. So your adrenaline is going to be pumping, so it's not going to be as loud. It's still going to suck. Oh, yeah. But it's not going to be as loud as, like, under perfect conditions, you go out to the range, you pull out your 9mm, you forget to put your hair pro on, you pull the trigger and go, oh, fuck, I forgot something, let me grab those. That's the loudest it's ever going to be. Yeah. Um, but you need to know what it sounds like. You do need to know what it sounds like, absolutely. Which, actually, I found out that I can almost shoot my Glock 17 comfortably without ear pro. It's not that loud. Uh, the first time I shot that gun, I didn't have ear pro with me. And my buddy Kenny was like, it's not going to be that loud. It's a full frame gun. And I was like, uh, I had a full frame gun. It was loud as shit. Uh, no, sir. He was like, just shoot it, pussy. And I was like, okay, you call me a pussy. <laughs> no balls. <laughs> so, you know, I shot it two, three times. And I was like, okay, it wasn't that bad. Then he shot his, and his has a ported barrel. And, oh, Jesus Christ, his Glock 19 was so fucking loud. You know, I'll tell you, the loudest gun I ever fired outside of the military was a forty-four Magnum. Yeah, those are loud as fuck. Yeah. My uncle has one. He has a snub nose Charter Arms Bulldog forty-four Magnum. This was a this this was a Smith and Wesson forty-four Magnum with a four-inch barrel. Yeah. I wish it'd been the Smith and Wesson K-frame with a six-inch barrel. Dirty hairy motherfucker. Dude, the the one the one Chris has two-inch barrel. Ow. Yeah. But you know what's crazy about that? Two-inch barrel? Barely any recoil. At all. Well, I mean, the thing about a revolver over a yeah, you don't semi-auto just, you don't is... Slide back. Well, no, it's not even that. It's There's more open spaces for the gases to come out on a revolver than there is on a uh, semi-automatic. Yeah, I... I the first time I shot his 44 mag, you know, I did it properly, you know, thumbs forward, gripping it like you're supposed to, pull the trigger. I was like, well, that wasn't that bad. Here's the real test. Pulled the hammer back, one-handed that son of a bitch. I was like, shot it, and I was like, well, damn, that wasn't bad at all. So, uh, get a revolver. Love, love a wheel gun, man. I want one real bad. Maybe not a 44 mag. <laughs> I don't think I'll ever need a 44 mag, but that that nine millimeter revolver that Jerry Mitchellak has, oh, yes. that'd be so cool to have. Fucking shit, yeah. That would be <clears throat> dope as shit. Throw a scope on it, try to make that thousand yard shot he made. Give me about four thousand rounds, and I'll hit it once. And he, did I it. could, I could do it within five hundred rounds. Yeah, he did it in the first shot. Yeah, but I mean, that's more luck than anything. Even he said that. I don't care. He hit it first shot. He hit it first shot, but even he admitted that it was n- about 98% luck. Yeah, but still, I want a 9mm revolver. That'd be cool. That would be pretty dope. So, <laughs> But we're going to leave it there. Um, again, don't forget to go on Facebook, like us, follow us, interact with us. Give us your nominee for Crybaby of the Week. We need to start that segment back up. Oh, it's coming back. Oh, it is. So give us your nominee for Crybaby of the Week. And remember, post some reasons as to why, not just because you don't like this person, but, you know, give some valid reasons. 
Yes. You know, like uh, R. Kelly, he was he was our crybaby of the week one time. Do, can we do another? But that was because he was actually crying. Can we do another segment instead of? Uh, we, we're going to do crybaby of the week, but I want to do another segment. What do you got in mind? And it has to do with politicians. And we'll just take their flubs and we'll call it drunk or dementia. Well, then it's either going to be Biden or Pelosi every time. It could have been Feinstein. <laughs> It'll be Pelosi or Biden every time. Yeah, but that's that, that's a fun game to play. Like, are they drunk or are they slipping into sweet senility? I do kind of like that idea. I'm just saying, you know, what what what's more likely here? Did they get have a few too many shots at happy hour, or did they leave their remote control in the refrigerator? I do like that idea. We may have to we may have to start incorporating that. See, I'm I'm, just, I'm out here just creating things occasionally. Occasionally. Um, also, don't forget we do still we do still have our tiered subscription levels at ninety nine cents, four dollars ninety nine cents, and nine dollars and ninety nine cents. And a special thank you to Miss Jennifer Sullivan for being one of our supporters, our only supporter right now. Yes, and and you know what? If you can't donate, don't sweat it. Just share us with your friends. Absolutely. That's cool, too. Yeah. We, we're just trying to get our names out there. Yeah, get the word out about the show. If you can't, uh, you know, if you can't monetarily support us, then, you know, feel free to share us with your friends. Yeah, share us with your friends. Absolutely. Especially your Democrat friends. Yeah. Don't tell them what the show is. Just watch their heads explode. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> it's kind of like the first time you watch Two Girls, One Cup. You don't know what's happening. Why do you keep bringing that up? <laughs> Just to see the look on your face. You have a fetish. For soft-served chocolate ice cream? <laughs> <laughs> no, not so much. I'm a vanilla guy. Oh, my God. So, again, big shout-out to the troops, to the men and women overseas and on the home front. We appreciate everything y'all are doing for us. Keep up the good work. Come home safe. We're all rooting for you here back home. And if you're pandemicking still, why? Yeah, just quit it already. It's, it's, it's done. I'm tired of wearing fucking masks. It's done. It's over with. So, this has been Two Beards Talking. I am Daniel Sanders. And I'm Matt Lasseter. Thanks for listening, everybody.